I want to finish talking about Elizabeth Olsen, who is a 26-year-old woman who hasn't been in a lot of movies. She was in Godzilla and a few more uh, smaller indie movies, and she plays the Scarlet Witch. As I mentioned, she's playing an Eastern European twin um, who has been experimented on by Hydra, the descendant of the rogue Nazi science division, and develops these telekinetic and telepathic powers in ways that kind of are similar to Jean Grey, actually, in the X-Men. Or even because, you know, she's sort of nominally a bad guy for a chunk of the movie, more like Dark Phoenix. The cooler thing about Scarlet Witch, though, is while Jean Grey is telekinetic and can move stuff around um, and get in people's heads, Scarlet Witch's telepathy and telekinesis is represented by this amazing sort of wispy red energy fields that she controls with her hands and she does all sorts of stuff with. You know, it's not really a spoiler because everyone knows it and it's out there. That at some point her and her brother, for various reasons, uh, Scholar Witch and Quicksilver, become, if not Avengers, then at least on the side of the Avengers once they realize what Ultron is up to. But in addition to being beautiful, um, I mean, Elizabeth Olsen kind of reminds me a little of Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, just her looks, but she has this sort of sexy goth thing going, um, and the costume department did a great job of making her look really sexy, but also, you know, not too much that she still looks girlish. I mean, she's 26 now, but she was probably 24 when this started. A lesser actor, actress, would not have been as compelling, not because she was a two-dimensional character, or I should say, not because she was a one-dimensional character, but because even above-average interpretation and portrayal of the character would make her a very cool two-dimensional character. But she adds that third dimension, not in terms of her motivations, or, or not solely in terms of her motivations, but just the way she commands the screen. And she develops a pretty intense... Um, and very real um, relationship with Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, in sort of a father-daughter scenario or, you know, complex. Um, and a quick aside, Jeremy Renner, who got a little screwed in the first Avengers because he was mind-controlled by Loki the whole time, and so he didn't have a ton of screen time and was a zombie, essentially, for most of it. But when it came down to it at the end of the first Avengers, you got to see him kick butt as an Avenger with the bow and arrow, which can be so ridiculous. He made it look super badass, and he got to have some wit and some humor. He is really the centerpiece of this movie in a lot of ways, and there's a major revelation about his life that I'm not going to spoil that is absolutely fantastic and grounds him in, in a way that he, he really is the most human of all the Avengers. And that makes him, you know, the guy that the audience is kind of watching this happen with. He's brave and courageous, but not fearless and not afraid to show a little bit of nervousness and fearless. Um, you know, people forget that before the events of the first Avengers, Hawkeye and Black Widow were spies and assassins. They were used to dealing with human forces and to dealing with aliens and now a giant robot army. This is all new to him. But he 
is ultimately able to connect with the twins. And Renner, who I love from the Hurt Locker and have always seen potential in, who's kind of uninspiring in his Bourne movie and also in the Mission Impossible movie he was in, but that all comes back to writing. And most directors, when an actor like Jeremy Renner, who was very open about not being angry but disappointed at his limited role in the first Avengers and how he would like more screen time in the second Avengers, most directors slash writers would not factor that in at all. They would say, well, you know, you're not a major character and I'm not going to spend the time to make you a major character and so you're just going to do your Hawkeye stuff and I'm going to make the final decisions and you got to live with it. But Joss... Firstly, because he loves his actors always and is always trying to be sensitive to their needs. But more so because he loves a good challenge, clearly challenged himself to make Hawkeye one of the centerpieces, if not the centerpiece, at least from a dramatic standpoint, of Avengers Age of Ultron. And really just delivers on both the dramatic and the comedic fronts. And I think that if he was sort of a revelation... In the Hurt Locker, I think this is actually his breakout performance because it shows so many dimensions and so many angles to his acting ability. We know he's going to be in Captain America Civil War next year, probably going to be in a bunch more films, including the Avengers movies that closed it out a few years down. We're going to see more and more of him, and he's absolutely fantastic. And his chemistry with the twins when he gets a chance is just super believable and is definitely kind of a dad-kids relationship uh, without being cheesy. But Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, just the physicality of the way she moved, you know, people with sort of magical powers, and as far as we know, it's basically magic. We can't explain it. We know she was experimented on, but it can come off as super cheesy. And in a year and a half or so, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to play Doctor Strange, another character from the Marvel Universe that anyone who reads comics knows about, but never really was able to carry his own series. But because of the visual awesomeness of him being a straight-up sorcerer, the Sorcerer Supreme, it is going to be sort of a grown-up Harry Potter, I think, is what we're looking at there. Scarlet Witch, though, really makes it seem like a superpower and not magic, and she's kind of going after the Avengers here or there as the movie goes on, but when the gauntlet's thrown down and she decides she's had enough of the bad guys of Ultron and is just pissed at what's happening to her home, just sells that anger so brilliantly that you're almost a little scared of her, this... You know, this wispy little, uh, you know, young woman in her mid-twenties. And uh, she just really got the visuals of what her powers were supposed to look like. And they do so many things. And the movement of her arms and hands, um, little details like that. And just her screen presence and sexiness and intelligence and wit really are hypnotic, and there were a lot of things I was excited about re-watching in my second round of Avengers Age of Ultron, but she was definitely 
at the top. And she is now an Avenger, and she's going to be in Captain America's War, and we're going to be seeing a lot of her. And they cast her young on purpose. I think it's a great idea. Same way that in Star Wars Episode Seven, J.J. cast Daisy Ridley, unknown young actress, to play the lead female role. It's just so much more exciting when it's an actor or actress that you're just not used to seeing. And then when they kill it, when they knock it out of the ballpark, like Renner and Anthony Mackie do in the Hurt Locker, and it's funny now that they're on the same team after being you know, on the same team in the Hurt Locker, Elizabeth really stole my heart. And anyone who knows me knows that I am a humongous Scarlett Johansson fan. I've talked about her a lot. I know there's some mixed opinion about her, but I haven't seen a single movie of hers since she was first in Lost in Translation, where she wasn't great, even movies that weren't top-notch movies. Now we're starting to get more female superheroes, but, you know, she was one of the guys in the first Avengers, but still managed to be, a, you know, a full-fledged woman, um, and Billy's paving the way for all these female superhero characters. Now she's going to be in Ghost in the Shell, which I've talked about before, an extremely famous and popular anime series of movies and TV seasons and even mangas, graphic novels from Japan, and is one of my favorite properties on the planet. Scarlet's really taking it over. I also love Zoe Saldana, as someone referred to her the reigning queen of science fiction because she's already been in Avatar and two Star Trek movies and Guardians of the Galaxy. She's now filming three more Avatar movies. There's going to be at least one more Star Trek film, and there's going to be at least one more Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I can't imagine more are not, you know, on the books at least going forward. Not to mention, it's pretty clear that in one or both of the final Avengers movies, the Guardians have to show up in a major way. Because with the Infinity Gem stuff, they're really trying to link these two together. The Cosmic Universe and the Earth Universe. And I just think Zoe is so talented. She's one of those few actresses that manages to be really sexy, but in a sort of undistracting way. But can also be really cute and adorable when she decides to be sensitive or when it calls for it. And I think Elizabeth Olsen is the third right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, without question. 